Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fuse, where in this season, we're talking about the big idea of faith. What is it? Where does it come from? Why do I need it? What do you do with it? And we're building this entire uh, teaching off of this assumption that everybody you know has faith in something. Right now, I have faith that this scalding hot coffee is going to stay in this cup and not leak out of this cup all over my white t-shirt. I have faith in this stool. I have faith that it's going to hold the weight of me. That's why I'm sitting on it. See, if you were to Google faith, just to try to figure out what the definition is, you'd come to the understanding that faith is just confidence. It's just trust. So what's really cool about the different great religions of the world is that different people in different cultures in all different places of the world have different levels of faith in who they believe God to be and what they believe God has done. The Muslims in the Middle East, the Buddhists in the Far East, the Hindus in the tall mountains of Nepal, the the Jewish men and women in, in Israel and all over the world, people have different levels of faith in God, who they believe God to be, what they believe God has done. So what sets us apart, me and you, as followers of Jesus, what makes us different? Well, it's quite simple. Our faith, our confidence is in Jesus, in who he says he is and what he said he came to accomplish. See, our confidence is in who Jesus said he was, the son of God, fully man and fully God, but also in what he came to do which is take the place for us on the cross to pay for our penalty on the cross, but to also offer to us free, abundant, overflowing, everlasting life through faith or confidence in Him. We get all these ideas from the Bible, which, by the way, has a ton to say about the idea of faith. There's this passage in the Bible that says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Sounds pretty important, right? In fact, there's actually one little story in the Bible where Jesus himself shows up to a town and the Bible says he couldn't do any miracles there because nobody there had any faith. So if it's required that we have faith in order to please God, and it's required that we have faith in order to see Jesus do any sort of miracles or do any sort of work in our life, our friends, our families, our schools, then it's pretty important that we look to the Bible to understand what faith is. So, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39, we pick up a little passage that kind of clues us into what faith is. And we've been trying to memorize this. So if you're with a group or you're at home, make sure you try to memorize this verse. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39 says this, we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. Can I get an amen? But we belong to those who have faith and are saved. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. And then it has this little tagline here that we've been looking at through through this whole season. It says this, this is what the ancients were commended for. Well, who are the ancients that it's talking about? Well, it's talking about men and women way back when in the Bible who had tremendous amounts of faith for us to look at as great examples for us. This week, we're going to turn our attention to learning the story of a woman in the Bible who had an incredible amount of faith, and her name is Deborah. 
I'm gonna read this passage of scripture and I want you to keep a close eye on this and I want you to see where Deborah's name is in this passage, okay? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 through 34. The writer of Hebrews says, what more shall I say? Time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, all the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. All of this they did through their level of faith. Did you catch Deborah's name in there? No. Which is really interesting, right? Like, how are we gonna talk about this incredible woman in the Bible who was a great leader, had a ton of faith, and her name's not even mentioned. Well, I'm gonna tell you the story in a second, but I think the fact that her name isn't mentioned is actually preaching a message itself to us. So if you're looking to write something down, write this down. Your faith can live and even grow without public recognition. This is kind of the point of the story that we get with Deborah. As we jump in to the book of Judges, chapter two, where we pick up, honestly, at a pretty interesting time in human history, where you have all of God's people, the Israelites, and their journey has been pretty interesting so far. They've come through the desert. They were slaves in Egypt. God delivered them from there. They wander around the desert for a long time. You've probably heard the story. They end up in the promised land, and now you have all of these people in a new place with no culture, no buildings, no homes, no families, no nothing, and they're trying to establish some new culture in a new land that God has delivered to them. Well, God had some pretty good ideas about how he wanted these people to live and grow and flourish. So as you know, when you have all these people, there has to be a leader. Somebody's gotta be in charge. Somebody's gotta set the example. So God raised up and appointed these people called judges to be responsible for all the people of Israel. And in Judges chapter four, we see that the leader of all of Israel is a woman named Deborah. Why? because God loves in, loves and believes in women who lead. God has great plans for women and women are very smart and strong and brave and courageous and can be incredible leaders. And so in Judges chapter four, you actually have all of God's people, the Israelites, and they've turned their back on God. They've, they've run from God, they've rejected him, they've kind of spiraled into chaos. And there's a people called the Canaanites who now have come and they're basically holding all of the people of Israel captive. And Deborah, the judge, the leader, she wants everybody to be able to turn their hearts back to God, to kind of get their lives back in order so that they can worship God accordingly and experience some abundance and life and freedom again. But they're at war. And there's a guy that was actually mentioned in the Hebrews 11 passage by the name of Barak. And Barak is actually the commander of all of Israel's army. So you have this big, strong, brave, courageous man who's supposed to be the leader of God's army, this big, brave guy, and then you have Deborah, this woman, who's a great leader and a great judge. And in Judges chapter four, verse eight, you have Deborah telling Barak, look, man, it's time. It's time to go to war. It's time to defeat these enemies. It's time to get our land back and turn our hearts, turn our hearts toward God. And Barak, who's supposed to be this big, strong, brave guy, comes to Deborah, the leader, and he says this in Judges chapter four, verse eight. He says, if you'll go with me, I'll go. But if you won't, then I won't go. 
So think about for a second just how good of a leader, just how courageous, just how powerful, strong, just just how amazing Deborah had to be for the leader of the army who's supposed to be this big, strong, brave guy to come to her and say, if you're not going to go with me, I don't want to go. Well, long story short, Deborah goes with Barack in the army. They go to war, they fight, they win. And it's amazing. But what we see in this story is that anybody can have a growing, thriving level of confidence and faith in God, even if you don't get recognized for it, which is kind of hard to think about in these in these days where everybody wants their pictures to be liked on the internet and everybody wants their YouTube page to be followed and everybody wants their outfit to get commented on. All of us, not just you, me, all of us, we all want recognition for the things that we do, for the way that we act, for our good ideas. But Deborah here, who had such a tremendous level of faith and confidence in God, she's totally fine with just sitting back in the background and letting God get all the credit and all the glory for this victory that the Israeli army fights and wins. It reminds me of this passage in Matthew where Jesus is teaching people about prayer. And he's teaching his disciples and he's teaching other people about prayer. And he basically says this in Matthew chapter six. He says, when you pray, pray in secret. And then he says this, so your father in heaven who sees you in secret will reward you. And Jesus taught this consistently, that this life with God, this faith where we have confidence and trust in God, that oftentimes it's not gonna grow out in public. It's not gonna grow out when everybody's looking and everybody's eyes are on you, that it's actually gonna grow in the secret place with God where we pray and worship and repent and ask for forgiveness and and be honest with God in prayer and in, and in, and in a life of devotion with Him. So I just wanna ask you as we kind of wrap this week up and reflect, is there anything in your life, in your faith with God, that's trying to be lived out in public and you need to take it into the secret place where God, who sees you in secret, will reward you in secret? Let me pray for us. Father, thank you. Thank you for the story of Deborah that encourages us so much that not only do you have great plans for women as leaders and and courageous people and examples for us to look at, but also that this, this strong example of humility and courage that we can look at and go, man, it's okay for us to just sit back in the background, let you take the forefront, you get all the credit, you get all the glory, and we get the reward in secret where you see us. So Father, I thank you for everybody who has this secret life of faith and devotion to you, I pray. Father, that even now you would reward those who are watching this who have a secret life with you, that you would begin to reward their prayers that they've prayed in secret. You would begin to reward their life of faith that's growing in the secret place. We love you, Father. We trust you. Thank you. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.